I like movies, music, marriage, money, sports, sex, school, family, food, friendships, the Bible, not always in that order. Um, there's a movie I'm really excited to see. Maybe you've seen the previews. It's called Yesterday. And I've seen the previews a few times, and it's kind of got stuck in my head. It's about a musician, and he starts to play music, and he's trying to get a music career going, and it's not working out very well. And he decides he's going to quit, and he's going to try something else. And he's riding his bike home at night one time. I don't know where he's riding his bike. I've only seen the preview, right? He's riding his bike, and there's a worldwide blackout. All the lights go out, and he falls off his bike, and he bumps his head, and he ends up in the hospital. He loses a tooth, um, and his friends try to encourage him. And they give him a guitar one day, and they say, here, just, you used to like this. Play a song. So he gets, a, gets the guitar out, and he starts playing the song, Yesterday, doo 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 And his friends are looking at him and saying, when did you write this? And he says, I don't, I mean, I, I didn't write it. It's the Beatles. It's Paul, Paul McCartney. And he said, who are the Beatles? Like, I don't, what are you talking about? He's like, the, the Beatles, like the band. And so he thinks they're, they're playing with him, right? And he goes home and he looks on the computer, the Beatles, and there's nothing. And he now lives in a world where nobody's heard of the Beatles. But somehow he has, and so he starts to play Beatles songs, and people love them because they're good songs. And that's what the movie's about. And I have an opinion about that movie, though I have not seen it. I've seen the preview. And it's funny, how many people have an opinion about the Bible, and yet they've not really read it. They're like, oh, yeah, I know about that. Um, so it looks like a good movie. I haven't seen it. Um, but I realized we might be living in a time... If you replace Bible verses with Beatles songs, where for many people they're just as unfamiliar. Um, and would you pray with me this morning? Um, Lord, thank you for this opportunity to gather here to get today. I pray that you would please uh, renew our minds this morning. Please give us the courage and the strength and the, the wisdom to live our lives. Please let us hear your voice this morning. Amen. Do you, are you, have you ever had a question that you wanted answered? Have you ever had a decision that you needed to make? Have you ever wondered what God's will was, what God's plan is? So what I'd like you to do, this can be interactive, is I'd like you to get the most immediate question you would like answered and pop that in your head. Right? If you could have the answer to that this morning, if you would know what to do, what is that thing? And I teach high school, and it's summer, so that's fun. And I always ask my students, like, if God could walk in here, an omnipotent being that knew everything, what would you ask? And some kids have great questions, and they're asking, and some have silly questions that you could just look, like, how many states are there? You're like, no. Like, no, right? Like, we can know that. We know this. Like, we can look that. I know that. You know that. Um, and some are like, eh, I'm good. No, like, anything. Like, I'm fine. So what would you like to know? And we'll, we'll come back to this. But what is that thing right now, that answer, that decision you have to make about a move, about a relationship, about a job? Just what is that? What do you wish you knew the answer to? Um, I was 18, 22 years ago. And I think that makes me in my 30s. I'm not good at math. But um, 
I just finished college. Nope. I finished my first year of college at Oregon State University, and I had just become a Christian. I had just been baptized. I just started to read the Bible. Um, I knew Chris, um, but I didn't know that we'd be married in nine years. Um, and I have faced the first big decision, sort of my Christ- Christian life, what was I going to do over the summer? And in retrospect, it was such an obvious, like, yeah, obviously you should have done that. But have you noticed that retrospect, it's easy to be, oh, yeah, obviously. Because it wasn't obvious then. I said, well, I drove tractors in high school so I could drive tractors all summer and bale hay, which is fine. Had some friends in Salem that had an apartment. One worked at a gas station and one at a restaurant. I was like, I could live there. But one of them slept on a couch without sheets. I was like, I don't know. It was dirty. And I was like, I don't think... I could live in my parents' basement and, like, look for a job. Or my aunt and uncle said, just in the summers, come live with us. There's all kinds of jobs. This is the perfect place in the summer. They lived on San Juan Island in Washington. And there's construction jobs, and everybody has to repaint their houses. And so I made one of the best decisions of my life. I moved in with my aunt and uncle um, on San Juan Island, and I was 18 years old. And I ended up spending five summers up there. Whenever I'd run out of money later in life, I'd go there and paint for a few weeks. And on that island, I learned how to salmon fish. I learned how to make a living with a paintbrush. I learned where the secret caves were on the island. I learned uh, to fall in love with bald eagles and killer whales. And it was an amazing place to be. Um, I went to a, a small church, Islands Community Church, and there was young people and there was old people and I guess the different heights too. Um, but different ages, I'd been in college, and most people in college are similar age group. And I'd, I knew people that had um, been missionaries, and people that had gone to Bible school, and people just finishing college, people that were running in with their walk with the Lord, some people that were walking in their walk with the Lord, some people that were crawling, some people were sort of loitering around faith. And it was an amazing experience. And the other thing I started to do that summer was read the Bible. And I had been around the Bible, you know, I, I, um, you know it exists, right? Like, I saw the preview, right? Yeah, it seems good. Um, but it was the first time I really started to read it. And I remember, um, have you ever heard a song on the radio that isn't a style or from a band you'd never heard before? You're like, what is this? Why have I not? Or you find an artist now, like, why didn't you, didn't, why didn't you tell me about this? You knew about this this whole time? And I remember, like, running into Matthew 6.25. I'm reading, and I, I called up my friends. I was like, get over here now. Like, get over here. And I'm like, what? Just come. It's, it's not right now. I was like, is this true? It says, do not worry about your life, about what you will eat or what you will drink or what you will wear. Consider the birds of the air and how it was like. I was asking them. I was kind of mad at them. Like, is this true? And they're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, right? I'm like, yeah. I said, like, why didn't why didn't anybody tell me this? Like, what is this? And it was such a magical summer. Um, that one especially. Does anybody have a family of worriers? Or anybody a worrier in here? Right? My, my grandma used to say, Jonathan, is there anything I can worry about for you? I was like, I was like well, no, well, no, no, grandma. Like, that's not, like, you know, pray. Do something. It's like if you're running out of gas, I'm going to worry about it. No, drive to the gas station. Or just keep driving. Like, it's not going to fill up the tank. Right, like, oh, I gotta worry about the news. No, don't. Like, do things, please. Do things. Pray. God answers prayers, but the, the worrying. And um, this happened over and over again. It was like um, in Acts, 
um, 918 that describes Paul falling off his donkey and something like scales being removed from his eyes um, and just seeing the world in a, new, in a new way and just being confronted with these new truths. Um, a lot like a song. Do you remember the last song you just fell in love with? You're like, how, did, how does an instrument do that? How can a, sent, how can a true thing be like that? Um, and I, I like movies. I've always liked movies. And I remember that summer, I was watching a mediocre Kevin Costner movie, and I was sitting there one evening, and it just dawned on me, like, what am I doing? Here is this book that I have not read, and I'm watching this kind of just mediocre movie, and we're all sitting there. I don't even know what's in this. And so I made that very youthful vow that you make when you're 18. I am not going to watch another movie until I read all of this book. Or I said, I'm not going to watch another movie for a year. And I don't know, I don't say I don't know if those two things were true, but I do know that every day I started to read this book, and it kept blowing me away. And it's not a book. Here's the thing. We call this a book. It's a library of books. This is a li- It's 66 different books, 12 or more different genres. There's 30,000-odd verses, um, and some are odd. And it was written over in three continents, over 40 people, over 1,500 years. This is a whole library of books. And we were in a, um, a series called My Life Verse. We've heard from uh, Pastor Ben and Jeff and David. And um, it's been so powerful to hear people's, um, the verses that have meant a lot to them. And in preparing this message, it was such a great joy to read through all my old, like, underlines from old Bibles. And you're like, oh, yeah. And I was going through each book, you know, Genesis 4.9, Am I My Brother's Keeper? And Exodus 4.2, and Leviticus 16.22, and Numbers 17.8. And just going through all the books. And I need to study Nahum. I came up blank in Nahum and Titus and Third John. But in most books, I found a verse. It was like a song that just spoke to me and that I clung on, clung on cling, clung? What am I, an English teacher? Um, for a while. Like, um, you know, Psalm 37.4, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Do you remember a time where you've found that verse, you know, or in Psalms, be still and know that I am God? I can't tell you how many times that's all I had. God was just say, be still, know that I am God. I say, okay. All right, okay. Just hold on to that, you know. Um, and so, in preparing this message, um, it was a great joy to, to read through there. Do you know what your life verse would be? We've asked you that before. Um, what is your life verse? What is a verse that you've held on to? And uh, thinking through that, um, we live in Oregon, and at some point in Oregon, people started getting tattoos. Like, go somewhere public and find somebody that doesn't have a tattoo. I mean, I, it's, right? Like, we get tattoos, um, which it's fine. I don't know. Um, I was reading um, a book by... Um, a guy named Ryan Holiday, who's really into the Stoic philosophers, which is fine. Um, Philippians 4.8 says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is pure, whatever is right, think about those things, right? Um, all truth is God's truth, right? It can come from all sorts of sources. And Ryan Holiday, he wrote this book, and one of them was called, Obst- and he got a tattoo of it, right? It says, the obstacle is the way. And he got a tattoo on his forearm. The obstacle is the way. And when I, I heard that, I was like, well... It sounds a lot like James 1-2 to me, right? Consider it pure joy when you face trials, you know? And then he wrote another book, and it said, the ego is the enemy. And then he put a tattoo of it, the ego is the enemy. 
Like, well, that's cool. Sounds a lot like John 3.30 to me, right? Like, I must become less, and he must become more. And I thought, well, what if I passed around a pen, and you had to write a verse on your arm? What would you write? What would you write? Right? And so I thought about it. I was like, well, what would I write? And if I had to write one thing, the first thing that comes to mind, which seems fitting, I would write this as a reminder. I would write Matthew 6.33. It says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Because the world is noisy, yeah? I mean, it's noisy. There's all kinds of stuff going. What am I going to do? What is, well, what's the first thing first? Well, seek first God, right? And then, yeah, so you could do that. You could write that. That's pretty good. But then I thought, well, you know, if I'm going to do a tattoo or something on me, something more specific to who I am. And so maybe I would do Habakkuk 2.2. And Habakkuk was an Old Testament prophet. And God said, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so those who read it will run with it. Because one of the things I feel that I'm supposed to do is to write and share vision. So I was, you know, write it on my forearm, you know, Habakkuk 2.2. But it doesn't need to be original. Last week I was sitting in church and I was thinking about the, the verse I was excited to preach on for, like, months now. I knew about it. And I, th- I had this weird thought. I was like, wow, I wonder what David's going to preach on. And I was like, well, obviously it's not going to be Romans 12, 2, because I, was, I got this whole thing. And then so David does a great message on Romans 12, 1 and 2. And I was like, what? 12? But it doesn't need to be original, right? Um, so the verse that I'd like to share with you um, is Romans 12, 2. And we heard David talk about it last week. And it says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. And please pay attention to the order of this. Do not, but be, then you. Do not but be than you. Um, I like movies. I like movies. I like music. I like marriage and money and sex and sports and school and food and family and friendships. Um, do I need to tell you that the pattern of this world and many of these things is a little bit off? Think about what relationships mean. Right? And think about what people talk about friendships. Oh, I talked to my friend. Do you, you did? No, I've never met him, but I, you know, we, friendship, right? Um, okay. Think about, um, um, last week, uh, David talked about music, right? Listening to certain music. Think about the messages we get from the music we, we can listen to, or the movies we can watch. Um, has anybody, <laughs> uh, my favorite example of, like, the pattern of this world, anybody watch a sitcom? Sitcoms are 20, minute, 20, 20 minutes long. And in a sitcom, they have, sometimes they have to birth a child, Right? And so this happens in like eight minutes. And I don't, I mean, you know, somebody's crying and then we have a baby in your eyes. I don't know. The pattern of this world, right? We absorb the pattern of this world in so many of these things. But how many of those are good examples? Um, how many of those are good examples? Um, there's a saying, uh, garbage in, garbage out. Right? So I could have spent all week um, just watching movies and listening to music and I could stand up here who knows what I would say, <laughs> right? But we absorb that. It's garbage in, garbage out. And often the pattern of this world is it's selfish and it's short-sighted and it's destructive, right? 
When, when something breaks, what do we do? Well, we can buy it cheaper. Well, if we always did that, we would just have mounds of trash everywhere, right? When a relationship gets hard, what's the pattern? Well, this is a new one. Let's try this, right? And there's lots of examples. We see that. Um, but B, so do not be conformed, which is so easy to do. Why did, where did I get this shirt? At the place they sold shirts. Where did I get the food that I eat? The place that they sold food. Now, can I get a shirt that's not sold at a store? Well, there's other stores. I can make my own. I can grow my own food. You have to be very intentional, right? Um, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So what does that mean and how do we do that? Have you ever surrounded yourself with good examples and started to reflect what they were like? Right? Um, have you ever read this book? It's a pretty good one. I saw the previews. Um, the... <laughs> there was a pastor I knew in L.A., and every once in a while he would speak to our church when we were down there. And he only had one message, and he wasn't a great speaker, and his jokes weren't that funny, and he'd kind of tell about what was going on, and every time we knew that he would speak, we're like, oh, we know what he's going to say. And he would say this. Here's a short version. Read your Bible for an hour every day and pray. That was his point, every time. And the thing was, people did it. And it changed lives. Um, I knew a counselor once, and this seems harsh, and I've had different opinions over it over the time, but he said, when people come to me with their problems, I say, did you read your Bible? Did you pray about it? And if they said no, he said, well, don't talk to me. Because that's what I'm going to tell you to do. And he, he would, like, and sometimes we're in a tough place, and what you need is a, a friend to sit down with you and to pray with you and to read with you. And so he would... He would first, he would read with them and pray with them. Then he'd talk. Because sometimes you need to get the person to open the, or you need to teach them to read. So there's some other obstacles. But for many of us, like, that would, if you came to me, I was like, well, did you do this? Well, do that first, because I don't have anything better than what God's going to tell you what's in here, right? Um, do not be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's pleasing and perfect will is. If I can have you go back to that question you wanted answered, that decision you had to make, um, and ask you honestly, is the struggle because you've conformed to the pattern of this world? Right? Are you impatient because it hasn't happened yet? Because our time, like the pattern of this world with timing is really off. I don't know if you've noticed this. Like in the Bible, things happen, like they had to wait for years. And it was, I mean, years. You know, like a lot of successes, like it just takes years. That's the reality. Some plants, you can't grow any faster. You water them, but like they can't, you know. Is it the problem because you've conformed to the pattern of this world? Right? Because if you listen to the radio, they'll say, hey, do you want a new car? Come on in, we'll give you one. Right? And I think you can. I think we could probably all go get a new car. We're going to pay for it in creative financial ways later, right? But the pattern of this world, right? Is the struggle because we've conformed? Or has our mind been renewed? Have we thought about it the right way? Because sometimes that big obstacle, that thing that's really, I just wish it would go away, is the greatest gift. Um. So think back to that. And I believe that God today, as you're praying about it and thinking about it, that you'll get clarity into that. If you don't conform to the pattern of this world and have your mind renewed, then we'll be able to see 
But look at that order. It's just like that in Psalm, like 37.4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I was talking to Pastor Ben the other day. He's like, so often we switch it. Here are the desires of my heart. Now, come on, Lord, let's delight. Let's do it. It's like the wrong order, right? It's not, then you, you're going to know what I want. You know, and then, yeah, don't be conformed and transformed. No, 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 it's got to dunk, 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 right? Um, so um, I'd like to end with an old joke and a passage from the Old Testament and a question. And it's a very adaptable joke, so you can use this anywhere and just change the numbers. There was an old couple. They were married for 50 years. And you can change the number, right? That's fine. And one day, one of them looks at the other one and says, do you even love me? And I said, whoa, what do you, what do you mean? He's like, do you love me? And I said, that is a ridiculous question. 50 years ago, I told you, I loved you. And if I change my mind, I will let you know. And how many, how many things do we treat like that? treat like that. Have you ever heard somebody, yeah, I read the Bible once, right? Now, we know that doesn't work in a relationship, right? I told you 50 years ago, I'll let you know if I change my mind. Okay, (laughs) right? But have you ever heard somebody like, oh, this is my favorite song. Turn it off. I've heard it. (laughs) You've never heard that, right? Like, I, this is my favorite song. Turn that off. I've heard that before. What are you doing, right? Like, no, say it again. Listen to it again. Turn it up. Right? (laughs) Um, In uh, the book of Deuteronomy, there's a passage. um, It's uh, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. I'll read it. Um, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. When should we talk about them? Always. Where? Wherever you are. What should you do? Well, it says door frames of your houses. Bind them on your foreheads forehead, maybe write them on your forearms with Sharpie, but talk about them everywhere, right? When you have a favorite song, what do you do with it? Have you heard this song? You share it, right? And I would love, I mean, think about how great afternoon if we all went by and we said, hey, this verse, can I tell you about when I heard this verse for the first time, when I knew that I didn't have to worry, like that, that you didn't have to do that? Right? Imagine what that would be like, um, the stories that you would hear. Um, <laughs> it's right. We've conformed to the pattern of this world. It's fine. <laughs> We've all been there. Um, <laughs> uh, if I pass around this Sharpie, what would you write? What would you write on your arm? And it would change, right? Don't show this to my daughter, please. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Only for this room. 
If I pass around this... Now, if you don't know, talk to me. I've got a long list of them. I'll write them on there for you if you want. But imagine that. Imagine reading this and finding those things. You're like, that's what God's saying to me today. That's what I need. Um, so I do have Sharpies. If you want to write something. But um, share with somebody today something that you would write on your forearm. Something that um, God's told you. Um, would you pray with me? This morning. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be here. God, I pray that uh, for all those questions that people have in their, their mind right now, for all those dilemmas and decisions they need to make, Lord, I pray that you would uh, share your wisdom, that you would help them see, that you would teach us how not to conform, Lord, how to renew our minds, and how to, how to follow you. In Jesus' name. Gosh, thanks so much, John. That was rich. That was powerful. Wasn't that good? Mm. Some good word there. Thank you.